even though the book of Revelation tells us in the very beginning of it that it's meant to be a blessing to those of us who belong to Jesus and read aloud and hear and do what it says, it's notoriously difficult. There are lots of images that for even the most educated among us can be difficult to make sense of. Even when we have lots of knowledge about the culture and history of the time period in the first century when it was originally inspired, it can still be a struggle sometimes to figure out what a particular symbol might mean or how we should understand it, much less how we should apply it. Yet, isn't it terribly interesting that as the book of Revelation draws to a close, it doesn't end on one of those difficult mysterious passages. No, it ends in God's presence where everything becomes clear, hopeful. It ends in a place where it gives us something to look forward to as it describes for us in beautiful symbolic language the new Jerusalem. In Revelation chapter 21, beginning with verse 9, then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, Come, I'll show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal, it had a great high wall with 12 gates, and at the gates, 12 angels, and on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east, three gates, on the north, three gates, on the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies foursquare, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper while the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jasnith, the twelfth amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each of the gates made of a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter. 
nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of water, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They'll need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. He said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. That is where the revelation of Jesus Christ leads us. That is where the blessing is to be found amongst these stirring and startling images, amongst the challenging and oftentimes confusing interpretation and application, trying to figure out just what it is Jesus wants to tell us from these pictures is it's stated by Jesus himself throughout this book that there are some things that are to remain a mystery. There are some things that we won't yet know. Yet appreciate that Revelation doesn't end with marks of the beast. It doesn't end with battles of Armageddon. It doesn't end with millennial reigns that good and honest people might have differences about how best to understand and interpret. It ends in God's presence. It ends in a beautiful depiction of a new Jerusalem built on the 12 sons of Israel, built on the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Old and New Testament unify the whole story of the Bible brought together in one beautiful place. It ends where the story began, a wonderful garden where God and humanity can coexist, where we don't need a temple because we are right there in his presence, where the Lord God and the Lamb are there together, where the tree of life is, bringing to us the healing that we need to be able to live in God's light forever, where there is no darkness, where there is no night. That is where revelation ends. That is the blessing for us of Revelation. It was the blessing for the Christians receiving Revelation in the first century and a time where they were being persecuted for their faith, at a time where brothers and sisters were being misled by false teachers, at a time where brothers and sisters were growing apathetic, dispassionate in living out their Christian faith, where they felt self-sufficient. Jesus revealed something to them that offered blessings by giving them a different perspective, a different way to see the world, a different way to understand their struggles, a different view of where it was all headed and how that would ultimately be fulfilled 
when Jesus comes. And as we live through our struggles today, as we see persecution in some parts of the world, uh, we see apathy and mixed loyalty and false teaching in others. As we struggle with personal hardships from sickness or sin or death, revelation can be a blessing to us too to know that Jesus is still in control. That he is coming. And even while there might be some pictures in this book that we struggle to wrap our minds around, we know how the story ends. We know where it all ends in God's presence. So we can decide to live there now. We can decide to be that bride of the Lamb now as part of his church. We can look forward to when the Son of Man comes not as a topic that we find confusing or difficult, but as a day that we look ahead to with hope. Because we know how big a difference Jesus has made in our lives now. So we can be excited for what will happen when he comes and finishes 